Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to Podswoggle, a wrestling podcast with entertainment. I'm your host, Mullet. This is part two of our 2016 Swaggy Award nominations. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, make sure to go back on whatever device or arcadeaudio.net to listen to what you've missed. So that way you can also go to the poll section of arcadeaudio.net and vote for those as well. The link is included in the podcast description. Um, and for that, for now... Enjoy part two of the 2016 Swaggy Awards. So uh, now we're getting, kind of moving into some of the, the uh, uh, Observer versions of the awards. Um, uh, for uh, best and worst gimmick. Um, Mullet, do you want to uh, kind of navigate these? Yeah, I'll navigate these. Uh, I mean, th- I think this one's, I think best is pretty self-explanatory. I, I would love to hear everyone else's nominations. But I think Matt Hardy has this locked. Um, he was he was the only the only other one I had would be the concept of James Ellsworth, um, <laughs> because that, it is it's a great gimmick. It fucking sh- shitty man. <laughs> yeah, Summing up the words, he's a shitty man. <laughs> That's what it's fucking perfect. So, uh, uh, Widen, who do you what do you have for best gimmick? Uh, it's it's Matt Hardy. Yeah, it's. I can't believe to be a two-time winner at this. It's disgusting. Tope. I. Yeah, it's fucking Matt Hardy. I can literally. Maybe Randy Wyatt, <laughs> even though it's the same fucking character. But nah, that's it's Matt Hardy. Pretty sure I saw Randy Wyatt play at the fucking Stewart Fairgrounds when I was a child. <laughs> uh, Rich, do you have anybody else? I do actually. Um, I have two I could throw out there. Um, one, uh, a little bit lower, but, uh, Alexa Bliss, um, yeah, like that. Uh, and then two, um, a character that I think we now need, uh, after this year more than ever, uh, as, as a role model and everything else going forward, <coughs> Bailey. Yeah. Um, I mean, Agreed. it's not the weirdness of broken Matt, but. Fuck, man, if it isn't important. Absolutely. Spencer, do you have anybody uh, unique? Well, rather than continue to beat the Pentagon Jr. drum to death, I got one for you straight out of the indie scene, which I don't even know if he's big or not yet, but we saw him wrestle a week ago, and he's the best, uh, and his name is Space Monkey. And now this is Podswoggles. Of the week. Dog. Space Monkey's pretty great. I <laughs> love Space Monkey. He is ostensibly a man dressed as a monkey who is a space monkey. <laughs> but the thing is, I I don't know for a fact that he is a man. Because in the ring, he, he acts like a monkey. He acts like he, he has like a 65% grasp on the English language. Uh, he eats bananas. He throws the peels in the ring for bad guys to slip on. He has an actual tail that 
Although I know it doesn't actually function, it sure looked like it did. And at, and in between matches or in between halves of the show we were at, he was selling merch, but he wouldn't talk to you. He would just say, oh, ah, ah. people would ask him, how much is that? And he would hold up five fingers like <laughs> the best. He is so cool. He's a space monkey. I'm really glad you popped your I love you of the week, Jerry, right now on Space Monkey Spencer. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely glorious. Uh, yeah, Space Monkey's the shit. I was shocked that that wasn't your pick for uh, <laughs> for Twitch was Space Monkey. Oh, man. Um, oh, wow. Shit. There's a lost opportunity. But uh, you don't, you'll, you'll have plenty of time. Uh, last year's winner was New Day. I'll throw out two more. One nominee last year, Dalton Castle. Always great. Mm. Always stellar. Uh, and I'll take another one um, from uh, Lucha Underground. Fucking Matanza. Just a m- fucking murderer. Yeah. A murdering god. <laughs> Just, perfect. Uh, worst gimmick. Uh, last year, we did not pick a winner. The actual Observer winner, I think, was Stardust. Uh, Tope just coughed, so I feel like he has an answer. No, that was an actual cough. Uh, oh, <laughs> we're still starting with you. There's so fucking many. Uh, who he just fucking sucks. The Drifter. Yeah, like Samson. Yeah. He fucking sucks. <laughs> oh, God damn it. He doesn't do fucking anything. <laughs> I've never heard you like this. So you are 100% right. <laughs> That's it. It fucking sucks. It just it was all bad. Yeah, he was one of my two. Widen? I'm, I'm so upset I didn't think of him. But... The the other two that I had were uh, the the Usos as heels. I just I I don't get it. I'm a hard disagree on that, my friend. Yeah, I am too. Yeah. But I respect you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I, 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 I don't like it. the look. I like their attitude, but I don't like the look and some some of the pieces of it. So I'm fifty fifty. I, I, I think that's what I think that's what I'm going for. Is just I don't like the look of it. Uh, but the other one is. Freaking Titus O'Neil, Titus Brand, make it a win. Not good. <laughs> it's it's yeah. just like if it's yeah. if it's trying to be like if it's trying to be a thing where he's he keeps losing, keeps losing. It's run out, and it ran out a long time ago. Yeah, he makes my so. skin crawl. Uh. <laughs> Like, like, I think, like, one of the first promos, he, I don't remember what it was, but, like, he came out, and he literally did, like, five verbal botches in, like, ten seconds. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. It's, That's what I said earlier, he had a stroke. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it was impressive to watch. <laughs> just, so, yeah, it's just, it, it's just horrible. Uh, Spencer? Um, how about the Shining Stars? I mean, they're they're getting a little better now, but they were basically just timeshare timeshare salesmen's. Now they're kind yeah. of, sort of con artists, but not really. <laughs> it's still not good. It's, yeah. Hey, fucking Puerto Rican repo men. Yeah, Mala, yeah. I like that. Yeah, with that rich. How long have they been in the company? <laughs> Primo is approaching ten years, I think. Jesus Christ! Primo, remember Primo and Carlito won the unified tag team titles on the pre-show to WrestleMania 25, and WrestleMania 33 is coming up. 
And he had been on the roster at least a year before that. So, yeah, around 2008 was his main roster debut. Epico's main roster debut is at least five or six years ago. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. 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 Carlos Colon has seen some shit that has kept them in this company. (laughs) (laughs) It is fucking amazing. Uh, My other one besides uh, the Drifter, everything we said about Broken Matt Hardy is great. Fucking Senor Benjamin can fucking lay in the grass and enjoy a nice lawnmower death like that guy in The Happening. (laughs) (laughs) Senor Benjamin is your pick for worst gimmick. Yeah. (laughs) Remy Dad, tell your... Rebby Sky, tell your dad to fuck the fuck off. <laughs> God damn it. Rich. I'm so tempted to say Maxwell right now. Uh, <laughs> I have a really big fear that he's going to win Rookie of the Year the Observer next year. Oh, <laughs> really no. And, well. and, and, and if that's not possible, let me just voice my opinion to all of our people. However we can get votes. For the Observer next year. Let's do it and let a two-year-old become Rookie of the Year. It doesn't matter anymore. No one's a rookie anymore. Fuck it. Let's give it to a baby, huh? <laughs> uh, well, all that said... And now, it is time for the pot swaggle. Fuck you of the week! Uh, my nominee for worst gimmick of the year is uh, yo fuck you, Liv Morgan. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Have an original thought in your fucking brain. Oh, I don't care <laughs> if she becomes a wrestler on pair with fuck on pair and on par <laughs> and on poot and on far with fucking with fucking Tanahashi. I don't give a shit. Like. Do God, she just fucking irks me in every sense of the matter. Yeah. I it's the one time that I think Corey Graves is really speaking honestly. Yeah, about his disdain for somebody. <laughs> it really is. Uh, uh, but have you seen her in a Hooter shirt though? There's a good gimmick. <laughs> yeah, just put just just a Hooters waitress. That'd be great. Yeah, do it. Be wonderful. Uh, last year's winner, we didn't pick one, but I'll just go through uh, the nominees because that's always fun. Uh, the nominees last year were TNA's Cable Deal, The Miz, Baron Corbin, The Hype Bros, King Barrett, March, Mar- Macho Mandow, uh, 80s movie Lana, Eva Marie, Dolph Ziggler, The Ascension, and Seamus. The sad thing is, a lot of those people are doing the same thing and they're all better. So, hey, how about that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, best and worst promo of the year. Uh, we'll start with worst. Start on the worst train. Who who is the worst promo of the year? Uh, when you say worst promo of the year, uh, you're talking about kind of like overall their their ability on the stick. I would say, I would say overall, if you have somebody that stood out from just one promo, like I, I'll just go ahead and say that I said Titus O'Neil from like what Wooden was talking about earlier. Yeah. Um. So like he'd be my. I have another one. Uh, which I'm sure we'll get to, but uh, uh, yeah, that, that either way you want to take it is fine. Uh, Rich, I think you have somebody in mind. Uh, um, this is probably due in part to uh, Sarah Shockey, uh, Sasha Banks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It's just <laughs> distracting. Ruined forever. <laughs> yeah. Ruined absolutely forever. Uh. Yeah. Uh, yes, you're not. You're not. Uh, yeah, you're not. I'm already. I'm distracted thinking about it. <laughs> I'm distracted thinking about it, Spencer. Um, for for an individual promo, the the one I mean, Lucha Things is all time. So, oh, buddy. Uh, oh, and buddy. So bad for him, and then he just had to scamper off. Lucha Things, and just ran off. God. Um, but I, I, honestly, like consistently, Bailey is is so upsetting to me. She's so endearing at the same time. To you, maybe not to me. She she gets on my nerves. <laughs> I understand that she she could be good, and like her in ring ability is great, but her promos suck, and her finishing move is fucking god awful. It's 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 uh, shoehorning it in because of the name yep. because the name works absolutely. Um, and her promos were my biggest reservation about her getting called up. I feel like she's gotten a lot better. Um, she was on to, uh, more of a, a, a handle on the character. She was on uh, what, what, whatever the after Talk raw, raw talking raw is how it was called. Uh, and and raw and Booker T was like, like go ahead and cut go ahead and cut a promo on a uh, who, who was she fighting at the time like Dana Nia Cole, Jax or whoever it was like it doesn't that. matter. And she's like and she just like struggled through it. And at the end of it, Booker <laughs> T and um, Lita were both like. Oh, honey, like, try that again. Like, literally said, do that again. Here's what you need to say. Yeah, well, also, like, that's not how that show should work. Is like, hey, no, you say a speech. I agree. They definitely yeah. pimped her out. They definitely that's pimped her out. It's a less comics fucking standing. Like, it's <laughs> also Booker T called Hulk Hogan the N-word on live television. He has no reason to talk. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, like, she's so uncomfortable in her own skin. Like, you can't just, like, spur the moment, say three sentences about how you don't like Dana Brooke. And and back to that Glasgow point is like they did have business to do. They 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 did need things. To, they had things they needed to say, and she wasn't able to really take control of the situation. From what I understand, it I'm, was the mics didn't do it justice. Like apparently, it was literally like deafening in there. They muted. Yeah, they muted it. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, like, one I, thing, I'll, I'll, I'll so watching it live, I was with you too. I was like, God damn it! Like take control of the yeah. situation. But yeah, I mean, so someone did. So didn't like Sasha come in and like basically like. Yeah. Okay, we're done Charlotte here. Did. Sure, yeah. Of course, of course, it would be. Yeah. The uh, the one thing I will I will also disagree with is that uh, her finishing move, while it's just a fucking belly to belly suplex, it, it sucks. It's a fucking hug. <laughs> it's it's her character. It's not because of the wordplay. It's a fucking hug. That's a slam. So yeah, that's why it's done. It's cute, and I understand why they did it, but um, it, it just makes I, I just make, it makes it look it makes the opponents look bad if they go down to a fucking belly to belly. That's my beef. It's a protected finisher, though. Uh, protect the business. Tope. <laughs> yeah, to, let's tell everyone to stop doing the fucking super kick then, because fuck that. Sorry, that, <laughs> that, that pisses me off that everyone is a super you kick. You mean you didn't like the end of the, uh, the Briscoe Young Bucks match, your final battle, where they just hit eight super kicks in a row to end the match? Eight? <laughs> Try 80. <laughs> Well, I, I, I guesstimated. <laughs> if, I mean, if your finisher is 80 super kicks, I'm okay with that. <laughs> like, damn, I just got hit in the face 80 times with a foot. That I'm done. <laughs> it would have worked. <laughs> that, no, what Spencer just detailed is the definition of ring psychology. 
I have no comeback to that, Tope. <laughs> uh, I have two. Uh, TJ Perkins. You don't say. Because <laughs> fuck him. <laughs> and uh, Dana Brooke. Yeah. He's dead, too. Yeah. Uh, Whitten, I, was, I, Whitten, I was hoping you were going to be back in time, because I wanted to just read what you wrote verbatim in the one you sent. Uh, do you want to just say it verbatim anyway? <laughs> uh, this is for a worse promo? Yeah. All right, and if my sound quality is a little bit worse, I apologize. Uh, my laptop was dying. So uh, I literally put this verbatim. Uh, worst promo, anytime Elias Sampson opens his goddamn mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, we're all right, uh, so everyone have fun voting for that. Uh, best promo of the year. Again, this can be individual person or uh, a combination. Uh, Wouldn't you just end it so you can start this one? Uh, I have two uh, I think one of them is going to get said, so I'll go with the other one. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, it's not really a promo, but God damn it. I had to look this up to see if it was true, and it it happened this year. Daniel Bryan's retirement speech. Yo. Like, damn. Like, just hit you in the feels. Yeah, it was, it was the best one of all those, somehow. Yeah. So and the, and the other, I'll wait to see if someone says the other one. I think somebody will. I'm going to if if nobody Good. else does. Okay. Uh, Tope. I mean, it's what Kevin Owens has been doing on the mic. It's nothing that we don't already know. So yep, kept Kevin Owens. Even when he fucks up, like because English is his second language, he still rebounds and makes it great. <laughs> Which is a, a skill, uh, uh, Spencer. I mentioned it earlier briefly, but uh, Miz on Talking Smack, when he just, like, went that, off on Daniel Bryan, was so good. Like, he was just he was going crazy. Daniel Bryan left the set, and Miz said, where's my camera? And looked dead into our eyes, and was like, I'm never losing this title. I'm doing this for life. And then just, like, dropped his fucking mic and left. That's the one Wynn was referring to. That was my vote. Because also, he just kept going with it. The one that had just happened after TLC. When Talking Smack went off the air. And I was like, why are you going off the air? Yeah. This is so good. Yeah. Yeah. The Miz, the Miz is back. And despite everything I joke about, to do what is now. Well, to do good things. <laughs> good. We're happy for it. Uh, Rich? Um, I have two uh, nominees. And this is for like overall promos. Um, one... Uh, for doing something that we always uh, commend people for doing uh, when they have to continue on a feud, specifically a title feud, with someone who's out with an injury. Um, I'm going to also nominate Alexa Bliss for this as well because she did a great job when Becky was out of keeping that alive and keeping it fucking interesting and engaging. The other one I'm going to nominate is how you do those secondary mid-card feuds for women, I'm going to say Carmella, because ever since they brought her on to SmackDown, those, those were the two women wrestlers that people were surprised came up when they did yeah, and have helped the SmackDown women's division thrive uh, because the feuds are about just that, being feuds, and not about a revolution or anything. <laughs> so, yeah, there's that right there for you. Um <laughs> But uh, uh, and 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 they transitioned or they brought her back to to being a heel, which is like more her true character. And and she's working with Nikki and it's fucking great because of Carmella. 
Um, at least on the, uh, the storytelling side. In the ring, you know, Nikki's still better. Um, so those are my two nominees for best promo. Yeah, totally. Uh, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll add on, you said the same thing for like injury or storytelling purposes not being out. Fucking Samoa Joe had a baller year on the mic. Mm. Just yes, he did. doing his damn thing. Just fucking believable and confident and cool. Um, and then uh, for who do most improved on the mic... Uh, another woman, somebody that like didn't have it, especially with that whole crop of people. But I'm kind of been digging what Charlotte's been doing. She's yeah. definitely finding her tones and her pitches really, really well. And if she can like really get that down, we have something even more amazing than what we already have. So I want to give her recognition there. Uh, most underrated and overrated of the year. Oh, uh, last year, uh, I don't think we did worst promo last year, but best promo last year was, where is my list? Sorry, apologize. Edit, 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 edit. Uh, Kevin Owens won best promo of the year last year, yeah. Uh, uh, most overrated and underrated, uh, we'll start positive on this one. Mo- well, I guess as positive as it can be. Underrated wrestler of the year, uh, Rich. I feel like the most underrated wrestler of the year is always kind of like a run of several years in a row. Um, And I don't think you can go wrong with either Cesaro or Luke Harper. Yeah, those guys are really good. (laughs) They're they're doing what they're doing. But yeah, things are getting better. Um, But they're still criminally underrated. Uh, Tope? I'm glad you have this whole cruiserweight division. You got like charismatic guys who can wrestle like TJ Perkins and, you know, other assholes like that. Uh, and you don't have Neville there every single fucking Monday tearing it up. It's a Neville. waste. Yeah, it's a waste. Like, at least Zara's like on TV. Like, Neville's just not. Neville can't even make fucking main event or superstars. One of them is canceled. <laughs> they can't even they can't make the canceled show. Yeah, it's, it's baffling. Neville Neville was mine. Uh, Spencer, while well, I'm thinking of another one, uh, you know, I, I've got two down. I'm, I'll say Sami Zayn. Um, I mean, he uh, someone put up some stats on the subreddit the other day, and he, I th- it's something like he is maybe like tied for like most, you know three-star or four-star plus matches. or so. It's something stupid where, like, every match he's in, of the five matches he's been allowed to have, they've all been, like, four-star classics. But yet, mm-hmm. he can't even get on the fucking show to wrestle Braun Strowman. Mm-hmm. You ain't wrong. Uh, Rich? Oh, you already did your... Sorry, yeah. Wade. Right, everyone, everyone's had great, great choices so far. But goddamn Apollo Cruz. Yeah. It just it just doesn't even doesn't even seem like they gave him a chance. Like what like did he debut it was the SmackDown after Mania. No, it was the Raw after Mania. Yeah, after Raw. It was the Raw? Mm-hmm. They they didn't even give him like any fanfare or anything like that. It was just like, oh here's this guy, he's great, you're gonna like him. Yep. And 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 that's the that's the one crux I have like when it comes to WWE is like the really good ones like WWE like they're not going to say you're going to like them or not like for like for example Enzo and Cass they didn't say anything about that Enzo and Cass just came out and did their own thing but Apollo came out it's like oh you're going to like him look at what he can do 
And then that's it. The, so, biggest, the biggest problem with Apollo, unfortunately, is that you can't really do a video package or have him cut a promo to say who he is because he's not that charismatic or interesting in that regard. They should be able to find a way to get around that because of how good he is in the ring. So you're still right, but I think that that was unfortunately what part of the problem ended up being. You, and, I mean, I was I was going to say, unfortunately, to make him interesting, you're probably going to have to turn him heel. But can he can he work heel? Yeah, that's how we were introduced to him. He was a fucking monster heel in Dragon Gate. Yep. He's fucking jacked. He can do that shit. Just make him a silent, scary dude. I know he's got a great smile, but you know that's not yeah. that entertaining. Yeah, they're. So, they, they need you know who else has a great smile? Negan. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's, true. it's true. I would love to hear Apollo Crews do Negan lines. It would be amazing. Just smiling ear to ear. I just slid my dick down your throat and you thanked me for it. <laughs> that would fuck over. Tell me it would. Uh, my replacement nominee for Neville is Tyler Breeze. Uh, he, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I'll say it until it stops. He's dressed up like a cop. <laughs> and he shouldn't be uh, most overrated rest of the year I'm going to start this one because I have two hot takes and I'm Here probably the only person go. that has them <laughs> uh, I'm the only one that has them uh, I have one that I wrote down here which I'll save the other one that I, I verbalized to everybody on multiple occasions via text is Drew Gulak uh, I don't care yeah I'm sure you're great put some knee pads on I'm turning into Augie uh, <laughs> yeah, dog. Uh, Spencer and and Liz and I saw him wrestle Mike Quackenbush for like twenty five minutes last week. So that was fucking great. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm I'm I'm, I'm 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 glad he is. Good for you. Enjoy your medieval times future. Um, oh, real quick, something happened. Something happened in an earlier match he had. I forget who he was wrestling. Uh, someone who looks like uh, the. Um, Talking about, yeah, uh, uh, fucking, um, fucking uh, joint Lucas Calhoun. Yeah, that guy. So after the match, uh, that guy won and then went to shake his hand, uh, and Gulak slapped him in the face, and then Calhoun slapped him back, and then Gulak shook his hand. <laughs> He's like, okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> he was sold to Duran. Boo hoo, get over it. Uh, <laughs> uh, the other one is Zack Sabre Jr. <laughs> God. Yes. Didn't. Sorry. Doesn't impress me much. Jack Gallagher does everything better with a fucking gimmick and charisma and is crisper and knows how to sell and get attached to people. Yeah. Don't fucking get it. Sorry. Gallagher's Learn how to already work. over. And he's been on screen for like 10 minutes. He's the only one that's had a chance to be given a character almost. He came out and was like, stated what he was. I'm a gentleman. I apologize in advance. I'm going to not be a gentleman right now. So good. You know, that's that was perfect. And that's what all those guys need to do is have the opportunity to have a fucking thing. Uh, so yeah, Zack Sabre Jr. Drew Gulak. And this is normally where people are like, oh, fuck you, Kay. Fuck you, Roman Reigns. No, fuck these little guys. I'm turning into Kevin. I'm turning into Kevin Nash and Augie combined. It's really fatherhood is weird. Uh, tope. Uh, okay, it's not petty. It's not because she got married. It's it's true. <laughs> Sasha Banks. 
I would put probably five res five to six wrestlers in WWE slash NXT above her right now. And there's this feeling that she is the end all be all and it's she's clearly not. Scorn. She's, yeah. <laughs> she's not a good promo. She's a reckless worker. She's not entertaining. And I don't care how many times you're going to break history. Why don't you fucking break a good match? That's not true. She does wrestle good matches. <laughs> Reckless is yeah, a good word yeah. for it, both yeah. both yeah. on herself and on her uh, opponent. Like, it's like kendo stick, the kendo stick spot from the other night Ugh. was brutal in a bad way. Ooh. Yeah, it was unsafe. And the the fucking just the idea to do the fucking corkscrew uh, uh, moonsault in the false count anywhere match is like, what the fuck are you wrestle? You don't yeah. just do high high spots isn't wrestling. Yeah, sorry. Agree with most of it. Don't believe a word you said. Win. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mine's Baron Corbin. Hmm. And it's, and the reason is, is because besides, besides being a bully, what does he do? Most of the year, you're not wrong. I feel like in the past few months, he's kind of found something, and I, I think it's going to be all right, but for the majority of the year, it's it's what you're right. It's, he's going it, to be the modern-day Kevin Nash. He is, and you know what? Bring it on. We need one. <laughs> <laughs> but just, I, 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 I don't know. Just, like, I'm, I'm just, I'm just growing tired of it. Just, just the whole. I'm a big guy. I can do what I want. Who can stop me? Nobody. Look at my jacket with wolves. <laughs> uh, Rich. Oh, uh, my nominee for most overrated is Dean Bugs Bunny Ambrose. Oh, you read my damn mind. <laughs> what up, dude? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, he was on my list. There you go. He's he's a cartoon character. Like he's not. John Moxley. He's not. If you want John Moxley, go down a YouTube wormhole. Yeah. He's just, well, it, yeah. Uh, it, it speaks for itself, I feel like, in the description I said. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Spencer, I was really interested in yours. Was yours Ambrose or do you have somebody else? No, Dean Ambrose is, yeah, for my money, most overrated um, currently. I, I just don't get it. I mean, granted, I, I'm coming into all this, you know, pretty late to the game compared to certainly most of y'all. Um, but yeah, I just don't get it. I don't really care about... I mean, he can talk pretty well um, for the most part. Um, every once in a while, he has a pretty good promo. When he did his little... Um, who was he feeding with? Ziggler? Yeah. Yeah, I've already forgotten. Um, he did some pretty good mic stuff. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I don't really care about his in- in-ring work. Yeah. Yeah, he's gotten really sloppy. I said it way back when he was my favorite wrestler. I'm like, he's not the best in, in the ring, so he's perfect for being a big star in WWE. But yeah, this year has kind of uh, melted me on him a little bit. Uh, last year, underrated, we named, uh, we didn't pick a winner, but of course Cesaro, Luke Harper, and Neville were all there. Overrated, we went with Roman Reigns because it was a cool thing to do. Um. <laughs> This next one, let's just go right into best and worst match of the year. Uh, we're on worst match, uh, so uh, we all watched. We all watched the winner together Pod Slam weekend. It's my vag. 
Oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's it's Rebel versus Shelly Martinez. Yes. Uh, but in but in the midst of this conversation, I came up with another one, and then I'll wait to see if anybody mentions uh, Spencer. I couldn't come up with anything. I have a hard time remembering bad stuff. That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, you will. You'll get there. Uh, Rich? Pass. Uh, I mean, I can Wind come up with one real quick. Um, if I don't think about it, I just remember Rich and I's just shocked, shocked expressions on both of our faces. Rich was a, a maniac. He went temporarily insane for half an hour after the Goldberg Lesnar fight. Uh, we were both just like so let down. I mean, there's more context. Oh yeah, but we, that entire yeah. night we were just for whatever reason that just took, struck a sour chord with us that yeah. whole night, and that was just the, that's the, the, that's the first cherry on top. It's the first time in a while that I've been like, yo, we have to record yeah. right now. I could have a baby any second. I don't give a fuck. We're recording. Right. And weirdly, it seemed to me that the rest of the internet loved it, the, the, that match and the whole night, which, you know, that's that's fine. I, I'm okay with being in the minority here. But it was just weird that... Me too. Yeah. Everyone was tired of Lesnar's bullshit, and I get that, right. but there's other ways to deal with Lesnar's bullshit. Yep. Uh, Whitten? Uh, I have I have two. Um, one is Final Deletion, not <laughs> just the match. Wait, wrong. And how it goes and how it ends with Jeff Hardy being incapacitated by falling on a five foot tall pound of dirt. <laughs> yeah. So That's just like the. That. Just the match. Uh, the the other one. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but like I'm, I'm I was trying to think, and I and I was having a hard hard time, and then I remembered like the freaking match at WrestleMania between New Day and League of Nations, like went over like a wet fart, <laughs> and. And it, and, it, and it probably wasn't anything New Day. It was probably mostly League of Nations because that thing stalled out quickly and fast. But just that match didn't didn't do anything. Didn't impress anybody. Just bleh. yeah, was not good. Tope, uh, Rock versus Rowan and Rock <laughs> versus Rock sign. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Rock versus uh, um, Rowan made me mad. Yeah, that whole segment was... Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm glad they've rebounded, except Eric Rowan. Um, the one I came up with that we've all forgotten for good reason, uh, and Dean Ambrose being overrated reminded me, the fucking Asylum match with Ambrose and Jericho yeah. was yeah. so bad. That was like pulling teeth. The tax spot was cool. Yeah, it took 29 minutes to get there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And didn't they, like, cut a match short or something? Or they, like, removed a match? They gave, no, they gave that more time, yeah. Yeah. I remember being like, that's what you gave more time to, huh? Okay. Yeah, it was fucking bonkers. Um, they so cut yeah, something so like last... Corbin versus Cruz or something like something crazy. like yeah. That could have helped people, yeah. Uh, last year's worst match was where are they at? Where are they at? Where are they at? Uh, the Intercontinental Title, title Elimination Chamber, where all the pods were opened and it was all fucked up and weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Uh, best match. There's a lot of good ones. Uh, Spencer, you can start this one. Is the new guy? 
Yeah, I'll say probably the match that cemented me watching wrestling this year was Zayn versus Nakamura um, at Dallas. I think Takeover Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was mm-hmm. I was actually away on an improv like uh, like festival or something, and I like went to the hotel early so I could watch uh, Takeover and saw that match. Look, yeah, that's there's no wrong answer with any of these ever, uh, Whitten. Uh, I have a couple. Um, yeah, let me go back to my little list here. Uh, the match of the CWC, I think, Kota Ibushi versus Cedric Alexander. Um, uh, Will, of course, Will Ospreay versus Ricochet. That crazy, crazy match. Um, either of the DIY versus Revival matches, either one of them will will do just fine. And then I completely forgot about this one. This was one that I stated earlier in the year that I was going to pick. Uh, Sexy Star versus Mariposa. No Moss match from Lucha Underground. It's just, it's just awesome to watch. Absolutely. Still the best Lucha match, I think, of the year. Um, uh, well, I mean, if you're going to say that, then I'll say my second guess, or my second pick. The, I, I mentioned it earlier, the, the gauntlet with Pentagon Jr., Versus the Black Lotus mm-hmm. Clan or the Black Lotus Tribe or whatever. Fucking forget about it. So fucking good. Rich. Um, I'm not going to nominate anything in particular, but I do just want to bring up like the, I don't know, probably two dozen five star uh, <laughs> New Japan matches there have been this year. Um, probably specifically, <laughs> oh, God, what's the one I'm thinking of? Like Abushi versus Shibata, I want to say. You mean the one from the mean the Nakamura Abushi? No, I feel like Abushi uh, uh, and Shibata had a uh, a match during one of those fucking shows, one of those big shows they have during the summer. <laughs> I can't fucking keep tracking his shit, but trust me, they had a match and it was the best. Rich, uh, is, Rich isn't sounding very good. I think you're talking about Ishii and Shibata. Yeah, who was I saying? Abushi? Yeah. I meant Ishii. That's what Ishii. I meant. Sorry. I'm tired. Yeah, that, that's why I was getting confused. Uh, did Kenny Omega fight Michael Elgin this year? Was that this year? Yeah. That was pretty tight. It was. Uh, apparently, everyone loved Omega and Naito. I haven't seen it. Um, but that, like, everyone's, like, been gushing over from G1. Uh, Tope, you watch all of the New Japan. Tell me. Oh, I love uh, Kenta first. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I was going to say mine was... Nakamura versus Zane. Yeah. But weirdly, I I don't know why. It fucking sucks. But I still do like Final Deletion. <laughs> and I don't know if I actually do, but I've watched that match so many times that it's like, I guess I do like it or I <laughs> hate watching it. I, I, I don't know, but for me, that match is probably one of the best matches I watched the whole year. Most entertaining. <laughs> most entertaining what has happened to us <laughs> i don't uh, my know. best match was specifically no recency bias uh diy revival toronto was i think honestly the best tag match i've ever watched in my entire life damn dude they, they held hands at the end yeah. like <laughs> that is just oh gosh 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 yeah, we, so we watched it twice and that, and, and that yeah the same and i'm night. gushing my vagina that's gushing. And and it, and it it doesn't even matter that they stole that from TNA. What do you mean? What? There was 
Am I the only person that knows? Probably because it's TNA. Um, <laughs> yep. There was a match like I want to say it was about a month before that. It was uh, Mike Bennett and Maria versus Cody Rhodes and and Eden. Eden Rhodes. I want to I want to cut you off and not make you finish so bad, but go ahead. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I yeah, I have seen this finish. The way that the match ended was uh, Rhodes got Bennett in a submission hold. And Eden got Maria in a submission hold. And they both like did the same thing. They looked at each other and they were holding hands and telling every telling each other, Don't you tap, don't tap, I'm not tapping, I'm not tapping. And then they both started tapping. Best and worst feud of the year. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's kind of whip through a couple of these upcoming ones a little quickly because I know we're going long here uh oh uh last year best match of the year uh i, I doubt we came up with oh sasha and bailey uh of course um take over uh best and worst feud of the year didn't really have a lot for this one this year um my best feud of the year was still sammy and ko um the little bit that we got to see because it still just fucking works and they had great matches and that was enough for me um we'll kind of just do these two together uh worst match uh worst feud of the year why the fuck did Charlotte and Natalia feud for like four months? Like, why the fuck did that happen? <laughs> and we had to do like another fucking Montreal screw job. And, That's right. That's right. And the, didn't Bret Hart come out at one point and not be able yeah. to wear a leather fucking jacket and like? Yeah, he put he put flair on the uh, figure four or not the figure right, four. Yeah, that's where he just had fucking prostate cancer. They made Bret Hart put a move with all the pressure on his fucking groin to get Natalia's dumb hair over her. <laughs> Fuck! Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while I try uh, to do her, li- her, her scream and I can't do it. It's so her, try lightly her... on that, Rich. I might make you work on that one. It's it's the brown note of screams. <laughs> uh, Rich, what do you got? Uh, for best, I have uh, DIY and Revival just because they fucking wove Gargano's uh, knee injury like between two like two shows, um, and like two shows and like four matches. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, and then I have uh, worst feud. Um, I didn't put too much thought into it, and I was really trying to give it a chance at the time, and it turned out to be nothing. Uh, New Day versus the Wyatts. Hmm, mm, I forgot about that. That was very good. We should be getting more of that. Uh, Tope? Uh, best, I'm going uh, Joe and Balor in NXT. Just okay. their series of matches. And then worst, uh, New Day and uh, Gallows and Anderson. The club. Yep, the I wor- just wrote it down. And the worst Paul segment of, of the year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The old day. Uh, Rich, we didn't get your worst feud. No, Wyatt's and New Day were my worst feud. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I backed up for a second. Uh, or just misheard you. Uh, Witten. Uh, for my best feud, uh, not only Joe versus Balor, Joe and Nakamura as well. Just like Joe with anything. You know, just, the, just that week, just that couple weeks period where Joe and Nakamura Regal. was. Yeah. I mean, just when Joe was coming out every week, beating up somebody and just being like, Bring me Nakamura or bring me my championship. Like, yeah. Dad. Jo- Joe that and Dan awesome. Mather. <laughs> <laughs> the, new, the, new, 
the new holder of the back knee championship of the world, <laughs> taking it from Snitsky, Dan Matha. I was telling this to Spencer uh, back uh, when they were doing those uh, return vignettes and they weren't telling you who it was going to be for. It's like, he returns in two weeks. I wanted him to be Matha so bad. <laughs> and then he comes out and then just gets his shit wrecked by somebody else. And like, that's the gimmick for the rest of his life. What a weird penis looking dude. Like, he's just fucking <laughs> gross. Uh, uh, and then, in my worst feud, uh, I had a couple things, but this one did it and hit me right in the face. Titus O'Neil and Darren Young. Oh. Just, I, I understand it, but it went on way too long. Just do one or two matches and get it done with. But it seems like every week they were fighting. And every week, Titus O'Neil had to hit Bob Backlund. <laughs> yeah, poor Bob Backlund. <laughs> yeah. The best worker still of the three. And, and just, it, it didn't do it didn't do anything for either of them. Yeah, that's so, so disappointing. Yeah. Spencer? Um, let's, uh, I mean, yeah. Worst, worst for your New Day Club. That was that... I mean, worst segment of the entire year has got to be all day, hands down. Um, mm-hmm. Best, you know, I'm actually going to say uh, Ziggler and Miz for, for best feud, uh, you know, besides the ones I've already been said. Um, the, uh, what was it, the career versus title match mm-hmm. they had? That's, I mean, I, I haven't cared about a match. Like, that, that's probably the match I've cared about the most. Like, top, top three most cared about matches, I would say. It's funny, Witten actually had that on his worst feud, and I'm kind of in the middle on it, too. Like, I think it's the concept of it at first. It's like, oh, God, here we go again. So it gave it some stigma, but it actually ended up, like, being all right. Well, you also got to remember, I I have zero baggage for Ziggler or Miz, so I'm, like, coming in pretty fresh. Yeah, again, you're a spoiled dick. Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, We got everybody, right? Yep. Perfect. Uh, the Their Back Award. So Rich kind of mentioned uh, earlier we'd come back, we were going to have somebody else. More so, not like come back in like ring work, but this is more so... Yeah. Do you, you want know, me to kind of jump back in on these? Uh, down yeah, you can jump back stretch? on these. Cool. Yeah, please. So yeah, when I was going um, over a lot of our, our uh, categories from last year, some of them did seem kind of repetitive or it was just kind of at a loss at the time. So I came up with a few other sort of like conceptual awards and ideas um so yeah this is the the their back award um veterans that have been around for a little while um that found their mojo again either in something new or just kind of hit their stride again um so i have a a ton of nominees for this but um i can round that out with whoever hasn't been said yet um so let's start out uh with Tope, Tope, who do you got for this one? Uh, they finally gave a guy, the guy, he gave himself a full year to get into the flow of it and actually become part of the week-to-week show. Not just some random, let me get a young guy over feud, but Chris Jericho. Yep. Just, he, he found his character and he just fucking ran with it and they've been able to tell a story since he's turned heel. It's great. Uh, wouldn't you have the same uh, nominee? Do you want to elaborate or anything? Just, just everything that Tope said. I mean, the past couple of times he's come back, he tried to be like this, uh, the savior or, or or something like that. But 
he but he really really found it what he's meant to be what he's meant to do this year and it's it's awesome to watch spencer jericho yeah you kidding me how many how many catchphrases has he had this year it's been insane yeah like give to jericho drink it in it the word it he got the word it over (laughs) yeah He, he got a legal pad over yeah (laughs) <laughs> he he broke a plant and I've never been mad at another guy in my entire life. <laughs> like it's stupid. He's had a stellar year. It's absolutely insane. Yeah. And and he's also just been like, I mean, so good in ring. Um every time he doesn't get to hit the code breaker it makes me so mad. Yeah. Like just win. <laughs> stop uh, stop getting pedigreed. Yeah. Um a few others that I have that definitely qualify uh, for what this description is, uh, the Miz, um, who has found it and lost it and found <laughs> it more times than than probably anyone else on this list. Um, Matt Hardy, um, yeah, you know, uh, definitely really came into a new version of his own. Uh, Brian Kendrick, yeah, um, for just getting that second chance and getting a chance to kind of like rewrite the final chapter to his career. Uh, Rey Mysterio for like his second season of Lucha Underground um, was some old school Mysterio shit. Uh, again, can say the same thing about Joe. Joe was just kind of going through the motions in TNA his last few days there, and 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 came back to NXT um, and was sort of kind of going through the same stuff. And he was just reinvigorated and rejuvenated this year. And uh, a late entrant, Mickey James, mm. uh, who has reportedly been offered a deal. Um, and and fucking she was great in her match uh, with Asuka at uh, TakeOver Toronto. Um, uh, Mullet, are you back? Still not back. Well, he said Y2J. We've already said as much <laughs> as there was to say about that. Uh, the next uh, category is the Oh, Buddy Award. <laughs> oh, buddy. Uh, this is a uh, category for a wrestler that is just so sympathetically underused. You just, it's, it's, it's again, sort of like uh, uh, most underrated, but just like, oh, I just, I know how talented you are, and you're just being squandered away. Um, so uh, let's start out with. Uh, Widen on this one. Uh, for me, it's it's Neville. I mean, I listening to the podcast that we did for this last year. Uh, like Red Arrow was our, I think one of our favorite moves, and just <sighs> you have two hundred five lot. And you have all the cruiserweights. Would he strive in the cruiserweights? I don't. I don't know. No, but this is definitely something that we kind of talked about earlier and touched on earlier. Just like he's just nowhere to be found. Exactly. Yeah. Um, also, uh, not just underused, but someone who's just like you know what they're capable of, and you're just pulling for him, and it's just not working out for him. Um, uh, Spencer, Sami Zayn, baby. Yeah. To me, this last this past Raw. When Foley was like, well, we're just going to have to trade you to SmackDown. The crowd went fucking ballistic. Like, yeah. Yes, do it. Yeah. Uh, and you know what's funny? Sami Zayn, actually, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't booked for SummerSlam. He wasn't booked yeah. on the four-hour SummerSlam. 
<laughs> some should no one pointed that out. Some should have pointed yeah, that well, out. They ran out of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tope. So this is a weird one, but uh, American Alpha. Yeah. Just because they're so, it's the weirdest thing. They're so fucking good that to even them out with everyone else, they have to like book them a little bit weaker, which is hurting yeah. them in the long run. And it's just like just let them run with it and bring people up. Don't bring them down. And they were on my list of nominees, um, and I don't have to say like they're still they're chasing, sure, which is good. They're not quite out of the picture yet, exactly. And like with each month, they're a little bit more back in it, and and I feel like this is a better route. I think for right now, a, a good Daniel Bryan approach to it is not bad in that you get a little bit less is more you get you build sort of a clamor for them right because otherwise they're the club and they're getting beat or during the new day's reign or they're roman reigns and they're being like shoved down your throat and and people that don't know how good they are from nxt reject them just because they don't want to be told who to like right um and i think these guys have everything i mean their in-ring work is stupid good on the mic, I love them on the mic. They're yeah, like, charisma. They're cheesy, but they're yeah. like cheesy in a good way. Uh, and I mean, their their finisher move, like the the Grand Amplitude. Yeah, so good. That's another good name. That yeah, we for, totally I'm gonna about add it. that to the nom- list of nominees <laughs> for finisher name. Uh, do we have a mullet back yet? Cool. Um, he has Apollo Cruz because oh, buddy. Um, <laughs> and then I also had on there uh, the club because again, it's just like yeah. we know what they're capable of. And Kalisto, I have a, I have just a fucking warm heart, warm spot in my heart for Kalisto, and the good lucha things I know he's capable of. <laughs> hey, man, that chairs match was a good match for him. It, it damn well was. Yeah. All right. Um, gotta wear shades. Brightest future. Um, so again, not necessarily like a a breakout category or anything like that, but just like you know, someone's just like fuck. They're gonna put a lot of money into him. Um. Uh, so let's see here. Uh, Spencer, who, who, who'd you have? Man, I got one for women, one for men. I'm gonna start with the women. Alexa Bliss. I mean, she could go all the yep. way, man. She's the. I mean, she she has the title right now. Yeah. So so yeah, I'm, I'm glad that they recognize that so early. And Jack Gallagher. I don't know what his ceiling is, but right now he's got a lot of potential. He's gonna go far. Uh, uh, mullet, mullet. Or you know what? I'm gonna save that one. For last, <laughs> um, uh, I already know what category we're on. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, 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 Witten, who you got? Uh, I think this is somebody who's just right there and just right at that cusp and just ready to break out. Uh, it's Ty Dillinger. After after yeah, everything, after lose, everything lose that happened, huh? Uh, they're they're like. Yeah, I agree with you. Like they need to, they need to strike while the iron's hot with him. He's it or lose it. Exactly. He's he's right there, and I think this, I think this next year could be the year, and hopefully it's not a Tyler Breeze situation, but hopefully they can just take it and run while it's hot. Yeah. Um, some guys I can see them seeing money in uh, are Rich Swan, charisma, ability, um, so much uh, there. Um, story, if, uh, story for sure. Um, uh, 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 someone who hasn't been signed yet, but like, damn, 
just a, a good hold of character and ability. Uh, the villain Marty Scroll, uh, winner of this year's Bola, um, and then also you got my attention. Yes, he did. Uh, last one I have on my list, and then we'll throw it to Tope and then Mullet. Um, I I think if they do this correctly, I, he's been brought up a few times because of Sami Zayn, but like I think. Braun Strowman could be like yeah. the giant of the future. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. So he can actually talk too. Yeah, at least in the little spurts I've seen. Exactly. He um, doesn't. He's the first big guy they have that doesn't sound like an infant. Yeah, <laughs> that helps. Um, uh, Tope, who you got? Uh, maybe this is in the next three sixty-five, but he, I think he could have a Daniel Bryan like rise once he goes single. Uh, Fucking Chad Gable, man. He's so goddamn good. I'll go Jordan that same route, too. Like, Jordan's no slouch. Well, while you're, uh, while you got the mic there, buddy. Oh, no, I, I, mine was Chad Gable, right? I said Chad Gable? For God of War. Gable, Gable, Gable? For the bright future? Yeah, yeah, I said Chad Gable, right? That's not what I see here. Man, you're supposed to be my friend. So sorry, buddy. I know. Hold on, I got a baby trying to eat her hand. Like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry to take over. That's the worst category to come up when I'm trying to do this. All right, look. <laughs> I said it earlier. Every generation needs a Kevin Nash, and I've been liking the changes. Baron Corbin's gonna be a big fucking star, <laughs> whether we like it or not. God. And I have a feeling we're gonna like it more than we thought we would. You know, like, you and I in particular have gone back and forth on this so many times. Ever back since to, like that first that first draft, you took him like eighty sixth, yeah. and I was like, "Damn it!" I was just about to take him so I could look cool in two years, <laughs> and now it's like we don't want to take him so we look lame, but we probably should. Yep. He's got enough to get there. And if he can get even more, I think that he can be a big main event player. Sure. And I think it would be somebody that we don't hate. Because you can't really turn him babyface. He's going to be a heel forever, so it's fine. I uh, I so desperately, um, and I missed SmackDown this past week, so I don't even know if the, the feud's still going. But I so desperately want Baron Corbin and Kalisto to end up in a, uh, a hair versus mask feud or uh, a match just to get his hair cut. I know you said that works for his character, but as a human? <laughs> but, but it's the thing, like, he's that level of asshole where you're glad he has a flaw that you can quietly laugh about him. <laughs> That's already the face on his torso. <laughs> I, I know, but like you know, he's he can have two. <laughs> All right. Well, we're done with that, and that's our next category: is the we're done here, uh, the thing that you're just most done with in general, done talking about, done looking at, done seeing, done having to deal with. Um, uh, Mullet, you went last, so go ahead and go first this time. Uh, I don't have my list up in front of me, but I would bet dollars to donuts. I said TNA. Um, uh, yes, it is. <laughs> Like, just get, let's get this over with. (laughs) The fact that they are going to make it to 2017 (laughs) after everything Mm -hmm. this year is, 
batshit. And I'm done. Like, and it's the bad. It's the best it's been in a very long time. But yeah. fool me once, shame on you. Fool me. Like, there's so many fool me's that I don't even want to begin to imagine what George W. Bush would have come up with on the fifth or sixth fooled me, <laughs> and he couldn't even get to the part two of that. Well, there you have it, Topa. I am done talking about. How progressive, specifically the raw women are. Like yeah. we get it. That's great. Awesome. S- stop telling us about it because it's that's not what progress is. It's like shoving in people's faces and what progress is. Yeah, it's not right. a story anymore. Yeah. S- stop telling us and start showing us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like they do on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Uh, I-, I pointed out. I-, I mentioned it when I was up late. Uh, a few weeks ago that, you know, I, I think that, like, at the Rumble, we could have, like, a tag team Rumble, but I'm almost positive we're going to have a women's Rumble, which I'm excited for, because then we have two games to drink to every year. But, like, my fear is that, like, oh, my God, Naomi's the first number eight entrant in the women's Royal Rumble. It's like, <laughs> it's like JBL does that fucking thing every, oh, he's on SmackDown, so, like, well, it'd be both rosters doing it, where, like, every year he's like, only two people have won from number 19, Michael, and it's like, you did this research three years ago, and you just have to update it for one number with one person. It's just more fucking things for them to talk about. So, yeah, uh, yeah in hindsight, Tope, you're right. Uh, Witten. I'm done hearing about Del Rio and Paige. <laughs> After this podcast? Just, I can't imagine. Uh, just... And and with this with like the story that came out just recently about Del Rio attacking uh, a wrestler, a Ninja Turtle. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, so somebody had a good tweet that was just like Del Rio's ran over Santa Claus and attacked a Ninja Turtle. If he attacks a Power Ranger, my childhood is dead. <laughs> no idea who that was. Uh, I think it got retweeted by Matthew, but just. I'm just done hearing about it and just how dysfunctional it is. And I'm just, I'm done. I'm just done. Spencer. Yeah, I got two and they're both from the tag team division. Um, Mm. Let's first of all, I'm going to say new day. Uh, I'm just done. I'm glad that we finally got to our finish line. I hope they drop the titles immediately. I'm just, I'm over it. Uh, Nothing, nothing against those guys, but it's just time to shake it up. Let's get some new blood in there. Mm -hmm. Let's get something, Let's get something happening. You know, I don't even... Ah, new blood. I get it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just, just okay. want to confirm. This is Just want to confirm you have a Bootios Halloween shirt, right? Oh, yeah. That's more because I love Halloween. Okay. <laughs> just <laughs> confirming. Go on. Yeah. It, it reminds me of, like, McDonald's play toys from, like, when I was a kid. So I was like, yeah, you know what? This is this is good. Um, oh, yeah. No, I totally get it now. Okay, I'm on your side. You know what I mean? And I don't, I don't, like, I don't not like them as people. I'm just like the division is suffering because of this decision. Yeah. Nothing against them. It's just that's where they are. And the club losing all the time and looking like fucking jabronis. Um, I'm over that. I hope that changes. We'll see what happens. Cool. Um, other things that I had uh, to nominate. Um, Dolph Ziggler, the man, the idea, the wrestler. <laughs> um, the stand-up comedian, the improv comedian. Oh man, I I hate him on sm- uh, talking smack. He's the creepiest. He is so skeezy. Yeah, um, and the human being. And uh, as I'm pretty sure he was a Trump supporter, so just fuck him up and down. What a piece of shit. Um, uh, uh, 
more micro uh, than the, the the whole Raw women's division. Uh, Sasha and Charlotte, just in general. Um, it's been said, but it feels like they're trying to pack five years of a feud uh, into four months to, to make the DVD by February. Um, they're, they're stalling. They're stalling it because they don't want the Bailey thing to happen before WrestleMania. Yeah. Eh, just still, just still. Um, uh, Sin Cara is still an employee of the WWE. Go away. Um, and then I have TJ Perkins and Ellsworth, which is like whatever. How did we deal. get a new Sin Cara but have a totally different set of problems? <laughs> yeah. It's a curse. It's a fucking costume curse. Um, God, Tope, had they only kept the bike around. Whoa, the bike. Uh, I, I believe that was a Camacho. <laughs> Current IWGP tag team champion, Camacho. Damn right. It's about damn time. <laughs> His tag team uh, partner should be the bike. Look, I like Tamatonga, but <laughs> the bike should be tag team champion. Right, because Tamatonga should be like signed by WWE. Um, best new show that's premiered in the past year. Um, Spencer, they've got a lot of good stuff. Surprisingly, I'm really yeah. surprised. Um, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm just gonna touch on a few of them. Talking Smack is maybe the sleeper hit. For I didn't sure. expect that to be as good as it is, and uh, as tell as much story as it does. Um, I guess my overall pick is gonna be the CWC, the Cruiserweight Classic. Yeah, uh, I love that. Uh, Maro and Daniel on, on commentary were so good. Yeah, pretty much ninety percent of the matches were like fantastic. Um, so I'll, I'll say the CWC. Sure. Um, Schwiden? Uh, mine, mine's talking smack. Just, just the fact that a, just a show about just talking about what just happened can get over so well. It's, it, it's unbelievable. And because it's so like just bullet pointed and not scripted, gives it yes. sort of an older, old school feel to it. Uh, yes. Tope. Yes. Uh, for everything I've seen and just how it progressed, Edge and Christian's show, I got by the end of it, I thought it got like actually legitimately funny. But it was. Cool I, I forgot. I didn't put it because I couldn't remember if it was this year, but that would have been my vote because I remember the first episode there after WrestleMania. It was after something. Roadblock or something or like that. Yeah. Raw, yeah. Yeah, and it was like, oh man, that really sucks. That that's bad. And then I kept seeing online like people like, oh, this is pretty good. And then I was homesick one day in bed, and I was like, well, how am I going to spend the next fucking six hours? And I watched all of it. I binge-watched it. And by the end of it, it was legitimately a funny show. Um, so I, I wrote down the CWC on my ballot, but I will second that because it was really funny. And also Ride Along is also, in certain parts, if they have the right people in it, really, really good and just nice to see. Yeah. Did they? Uh, did Table for Three come out? This year or last year? Last year, right? Last year. Yeah, okay, last that's what year. I thought. Um, cool. So that wraps up you as well. Uh, I will also just go ahead and put on there, because they are new shows, um, 205 Live. Um, that one has so much potential. For sure. Uh, technically, SmackDown Live is a new show. Yeah. Um, I, just want, I just want to point out something for 205 Live. That should be on at 8 o'clock. It should be on before SmackDown to get the crowd 
invested, like the WCW Cruiserweight division, use the action to get the crowd amped for the show, have SmackDown on from 9 to 11, and then do Talking Live. Why has nobody not just gone ahead and done this? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, yeah, I agree. I'm sure um, USA has some bullshit show that can put on from 8 to 9 that would actually probably be a good lead-in for SmackDown. Shooter. Randy Orton's in it. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> um, uh, and also, Total Bellas uh, was this year. I watched the first three episodes, kind of fell off after that. Um, but it happened. I'm still in the middle. I'm still in the middle of catching up on it, and it has its moments. It needs more John Laronitis. I've been saying that for years, but you know. Uh, we're almost done. We're almost at the the finale. Um, the please don't mess this up award. Uh, something that's so good right now, it's working, and we just don't have the trust in the establishment to have them see it through to be good. Solidly, um, mullet. What do you got? Uh, the brand, the brand split. Uh, we have two distinct, different shows. Um, for the most, we have rosters. We have competition. It's working. Guys are getting opportunities. Uh, it, it, it could end in the blink of an eye because <laughs> we've seen it go south before. Yes, this is how the last one kind of started. We had Bischoff and Stephanie trading people and feuding, and you know, it was like, okay, here we go. And then fucking guys get hurt and ratings start to go in like very quickly. This can all go downhill. So let's let's not have this happen because it's kind of nice right now. Yeah. Topa. Uh, just to jump on what Mo just said, like, I think a lot of that is a depth issue because it's like on SmackDown tonight, they're having a fatal four way for the number one contender. And like you can tell the depth of the roster is like, oh, fuck, these people are in this match. Yeah. Um, but I would probably say the Wyatts. Though, if you would have asked me like two weeks ago, I would have. I would be much less concerned. I'm much more concerned than I am two weeks now. But I'd probably say the new Wyatts because I were that's my, my favorite thing in WWE right now. There's a lot less of that. Um, uh, uh, Randy Orton uh, is he going to betray them? Betraying them, yeah, yeah, looming than there was a couple weeks ago. You're right. Yeah, it makes me feel much better. <laughs> Uh, a late entry to the best entrance, by the way, is the fucking burn my light intro Wyatt theme. It's just such a great fucking touch. Yeah. Um, Witten. Uh, for me, it's it was the Cruiserweight Classic. When we saw it, when we saw it coming out, and we then we saw the wrestlers who were going to be on there. We were just we were just like. Ugh. You know, we really, really didn't want to mess this up because it was pretty much the first time that these rest, that they've shown wrestlers like this on WWE. They did a good job spacing out all the wrestlers so that there were interesting matches in all of the rounds, and and it was kind of an unknown who who was who was going to win the whole thing. Uh, so they did a very, very good job with that and. Hopefully they can continue with that and do it again in the next number of years to come. Yeah, and making each each uh, episode only an hour really made you want more. Yeah. Yes, that too. That very much too. My one thing uh, I meant to mention this when it was actually going on. I wish they took advantage of network things more often. And like, if you decide to like book it to be like ninety minutes, like it's your own fucking network. Like, leave some era of like. 
you know, of mystery on, like, oh, well, it's an hour show, and I know there's going to be four matches. Like, leave it up to fucking whatever. You have the, the capabilities to do it. Have it be a little bit more freeform so it's it's not so structured. Uh, I, that was one thing I didn't like about the, the early rounds of the Cruiserweight Classic, because you knew all the first-round matches were going to be, like, no more than ten minutes. Except like Gargano and Champa, like make have some of them be a little longer and dedicate more time. Like, well, if I believe so, they also had time limits on those matches as well, so that helped. Um, But I I, I know what you're talking about. Uh, Something that happened on like the first Stone Cold podcast with uh, with Vince, uh, where they like ran to the end of the hour, and Vince is like, "Keep it going." (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Don't I Um, own this fucking thing? Yeah, we'll go another fifteen. Exactly, Spencer. This is late breaking as of today or yesterday, but Chris Hero uh, just got <laughs> signed again, and it's like, please don't, not once again. Uh, also, I don't care for the name Cassius Ono. Please be Chris Hero. That name is so much better. Oh yeah, I've uh, we've always all hated Cassius Ono. <laughs> uh, mine is uh, someone who hasn't even debuted yet, um, but I'm already not giving them the vote of confidence. Because I've already said this before, uh, please don't mess up Tommy End. Oh yeah, he's a fucking scary badass that I don't know will fit into what, even as evolved as they've gotten, what they see as wrestling. I just don't have faith. All right, guys, we're at a very special, special category right now. It's called the Mauro Ranallo is an artist award. <laughs> Uh, just basically your favorite Mar Ronaldo call. Um, Spencer, do you have one? Yeah, I mean, it's from the CWC, uh, and it's a joint one when he and Daniel Bryan, maybe in the first episode, I think it was. <laughs> they both at the same time marked out, they both went, shooting star press! It's the best. It was beautiful. Uh, Witten? Uh, the one I just keep coming back to is, uh, uh, I think it was an episode of SmackDown, I, I can't remember. He's. I think he's used it a couple times, but he does not classic lineup. They're fighting like a like a dentist and a carpenter, tooth and nail. Uh, Tope. Uh, about a Bobby Roode. There's a worm in the Big Apple, and his name is Bobby Roode. That's yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mullet. Um, I don't have a specific call because all mine would just be. Marty DeRosa doing things a sexual Mauro Ronaldo. Sure, um, sure. In New Japan Pro Wrestling. But um, uh, mine is not a call, but it's the look he gives Tom Phillips when he's doing his thing. <laughs> like, the four-man booth is so ridiculous. And, like, when, like they're doing the, the, the table shot, and Tom Phillips is, like, doing his hosting thing. Ronaldo just looks... Just Next time you watch it, he looks so quietly infuriated. <laughs> it's it's amazing because also you got to figure he's in between David Otunga and JBL, so he's already pissed. <laughs> he's already so mad. Uh, but watch him like watch Tom Phillips do it, and he's just like, "Motherfucker, I can do this. They just don't want me to." It, it's it's so good. I also want it to get to the point where like how Jr. back in the day had to do the. Uh, the, com- the commercials, and it was so bad. Like, from Juicy, Juicy, Fruity, Fruity Skittles. Like, I want Mauro Ronello to have to do those. It'd be... Uh, Tom Phillips on that announce team, it feels like the little brother who the mom made uh, go hang out with the older brothers. Yep. It's bring your son to work day every week on the SmackDown commentating team. He's never allowed to like, go at like, the table. 
Yeah, he's always sitting off to the side. Yeah. Yeah, I, like my like we didn't go through best and worst commentator this year because it's fucking Mauro Ranel and Corey Graves and that's fucking it. But Tom Phillips is my solid number three, tied with Daniel Bryan. Like yeah, totally. I, I I don't I didn't have a Mauro line, but my Daniel Bryan line of the year is he chopped him in the throat for every chop. Oh my god. Yeah, and that compilation is out there, and it's great. So research that and find it, and you'll enjoy it. But, um, yeah, that's what I got for Mara. Uh, other Mara lines that I have here are, Mama Mia! No H2O in the pool! <laughs> in fuego! Topang Suicida! Or, Conhilo! Uh, yeah, Topang Conhilo. Uh, and, and most recently, two shots to the peninsula south of the equator! <laughs> uh, I have... I have two things. Number one, uh, the next time we all go out drinking with Tope, we have to call him Tope Suicida. And number two, uh, number two, I do have a, 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 an actual line that's remembered from Survivor Series. Uh, ain't no party like an uppercut party and an uppercut party. Don't, oh, no, I guess it stops. <laughs> and again, it was amazing. <laughs> was so good. <laughs> uh. Uh okay and and that brings us to our our final category of the of the night of the evening or well, our night your whenever you're listening to this who won the year who had just the best year above anyone else just overall just fucking won everything um let's go ahead and who went last last time was it Spencer uh, no, I think, uh, no, 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 it's mullet. Last. It was mullet. Okay. Um, I mean, mullet. Just yeah. Let's just get this one out of the way, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, started the year off in a totally different company. Uh, made it to the show finally. Looked like they were gonna job him out to Ryback, and then became the biggest success story to not come from WWE. Basically, maybe almost ever at this point, even in a year, AJ Styles won this fucking year. Hell yeah. And it's set up for the next, however long he wants to do this, five years, to finally be this generation's fucking Shawn Michaels in WWE. And it's going to be amazing to watch him do his thing. Yeah. That, I mean, that's that's about all you can say about that. Um, I mean, Tope, unless you have more to say. <laughs> or someone else. I mean, they're... Yeah, all I have to say is there. I don't think there's been a wrestler ever who's come from another company that a guy Vincent to make and has had more success in a year or maybe their entire career than uh, AJ Styles has. It's that's that's it's him. It can only be him. I forgot. I forgot to bring something up with him uh, that I wanted to like kind of pitch the group really really quick. So I know Tope's had this experience with RJ about AJ Styles. And I actually had this experience recently with um, my father-in-law, who watches wrestling on a regular basis and really enjoys it, who just doesn't get or like AJ Styles. Is more of a casual fan than we are, but just doesn't find AJ Styles interesting or fucking, like, the, the guy. And I know that Tope, RJ is very much the same way, correct? I'm one of his least favorite wrestlers right now. And I wanted to kind of like prescribe like why that is 
Well, like, if we can... Because, like, if it was just RJ, then I'm like, okay, fucking, yeah. I don't well, know I, what to say to that, because he's the fucking man. Everything he <laughs> had, does had, is the best. I know. I also like, had a co-worker at, at work that hadn't awesome watched wrestling for a while. Yeah, I had a... <laughs> I had a coworker work the same thing that was like, oh man, like get back into wrestling. And he watched a couple and he goes, that fucking guy with like the fucking hair in the gloves. I'm like, AJ Styles. He goes, yeah, he fucking sucks. I'm like, are you kidding me? I mean, those might be two of the things right there is the hair and the gloves. Yeah, it's just like. It kind of makes it seem like he's trying too hard. Also, I mean, I've shat on it before. The tattoo ain't great. Yeah, it's but fun. like, I'm it's just whatever. used to it by now. He does a springboard 450. Exactly. Yeah. And I think the other thing for it is that we know the history. We know how great he can be and, and, and the things that he has done. The casual fans do not. So they're just getting him like, like they haven't seen him with Bullet Club. They haven't seen him. They're just getting him fresh in I mean, WWE. I guess, but, 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 but we're so, also watching the but, same matches. But uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. And and to play devil's devil's advocate, and maybe you know this is just me, but essentially the first wrestling show I watched was the Rumble where he debuted. So like, mm-hmm. I haven't seen Amos, you know, TNA work or New Japan worker or any of that stuff. You know, I have since, you know, obviously, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't get it. His entrance is insane. Like his music is fantastic. Everything he does in the ring on the mic. I can kind of see where Wynn's coming from, and that if you were coming out of the blue, or like coming back into wrestling and watching regularly, what are the things you're normally watching for? Of course, entering action is one of them, but people also care more so about character and storyline, and like you know, do you have as much of that with him as you do with other people? You know, he's a wrestler. Like I remember when I did the the. The the survey of like who casual people know as wrestlers, they weren't naming fucking people that you think like people should know, like Bret Hart or Shawn Michaels or Ric Flair. You know, they were naming fucking Hulk Hogan, The Rock, and Steve Austin. Or even if they didn't name them, they named Kane or Mankind or Goldberg or people that were larger than life characters. So I I think that might be a disconnect with a more general fan base. Is they want they want a perfect storm of things. So. That, that's if, kind of if Hogan I, was doing his thing now, like pointing to the audience and flexing and doing all those, you know, Hogan shenanigans, would would a, would people like that? He, like uh, like someone who's never Shikara. seen, he'd be in Shikara. Do I mean that? Is that what Hogan does? No, well, I, I, it, it, it's hard Hogan, to what say. Is like those bigger, larger than life guys, like a, like a, well, Kane and Undertaker are fucking tight. I guess I'm specifically talking about Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> it's. It's hard to say because it's it's a societal, it's a nostalgia thing. Like, you know, if a brand new person that was like the Hulk Hogan character came out, no, because everyone's fucking jaded now and doesn't want to see it. That's John Cena. You know what I mean? But if it's done in a, a way that's fresh or new, it would connect with our audience, but it wouldn't connect with those same people. The fucking women and the kids still chant for Cena for those Hogan reasons, you know? Mm. And and he's a mainstream star because of those things. Yeah, I guess for me, just personally, I, I just took it at face value when they called him the phenomenal one. I was like, oh, okay, cool, let's see it. 
And then, and then he was. And I was like, did it. And I was like, cool, I'm in. Yeah. Um, um, so sorry, I just had to, I just had to ask that. Sorry. No, that was a, that was a, a really really good question. Um, and yeah, uh, g- give some perspective. Uh, Witten, who'd you have, man? Uh, <laughs> sorry, I know his answer. Um, and this is incomplete. In all honesty, I have Triple H. <laughs> Hear me out. He, start, he starts out. He starts out the year winning the Rumble, making he, you lay on the floor. Yeah, he holds on to the title for the first three months of the year. Get lets it go at WrestleMania, and then what does he do? What has he done this year? He's brought in Styles Nakamura, the Club. He made the CWC, brought back the cruiserweight division, and has essentially opened up WWE more than it ever has been. To where there's there's now he is now getting Vince McMahon to consider making like an independent section on the WWE network. Like this never this would not have happened years ago. He is he's opening the WWE up and making it more diverse than it ever has been, bringing more talent in and giving more opportunities to people than than it ever has been. A lot, you know, this has been a crazy crazy year, but it has been a great crazy year and Triple H is definitely one of the main people behind all of that so because of all that that's why that's why i think he wins thanks Whitney. you just made sure 2017 is gonna fucking suck now <laughs> Not you triple son h. of a bitch you did it again you picked triple h we lose good day no. sir no 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 it's not it's not you it's i lose so so with that being said i i don't know what's What's my favorite thing right now? I don't know. You're gonna get a divorce, win. <laughs> wow, that's a that's a, that's sorry. A, Spencer. Yeah, that's a... AJ Styles <laughs> wins the year. Sorry, win. Sorry. Uh, if you're looking for other people, you could you could throw out Ricochet. You could throw out King Omega. I think is a pretty good com- uh, competitor. Um, but AJ, I mean AJ is a clear winner. Um, I but for me, I think. I think number two would be Kenny Omega. Yeah. Um, I just don't know enough to speak to that, but from what I'm told, he's having like the best year ever. He has reached an entirely new plateau. Um, like it was one thing to like join the Bullet Club, but then when he when Styles is on his way out, he took the mantle and he is reaching heights that he's never reached before and then some. Like you can make the argument he's the best wrestler that New Japan's ever seen. Based only on the fact that he's uh, a gaijin who's won the uh, whatever the fuck it's called, uh, the, the the G1 what climax. Are, yeah, the G1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He won the G1 climax. Um, he's main eventing Wrestle Kingdom uh, on January fourth. Mm-hmm. He uh, had a ladder match, which is like one of the couple ladder matches they've ever had in New Japan. Wow. Um, the uh, fucking 
in addition to like all the shit that he's done in ROH and and everywhere else. Um, and fucking uh, the whole voting thing, the whole main event voting thing. Do any of you guys know about this? No, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, um, you might be able to better articulate it than I, uh, Malad, if you want to well, go ahead and just kind of explain that I'm, real quick. I'm not pos- yeah, I'm not positive they do it every year, but on years where there's a debate on what should main event Wrestle Kingdom, they leave a poll up to the fans. So, like, three, four years ago, when it was Okada and Naito and Tanahashi and Nakamura for the IC title, Naito was not popular at all. No one liked him to win G1. So even though he was wrestling for the main belt, Fans voted Tanahashi and Nakamura for the IC title as the main event. So this year, they and, felt and, that it was... Go ahead. Sorry, and, and since then, they've kind of more so just kind of like done away with it. Like, it's like, oh, we're not really going to do that anymore. And... Yeah, but this year, they kind of felt like maybe there was a case because the IC title is Naito, who is like the hottest thing going right now in, in, mm-hmm. uh, in, in New Japan besides Omega and Tanahashi. And then Omega being a Gajin, maybe not being as popular against Okada for the IWGP. And Omega, like, campaigned to, like, not be the main event just to shove it up their ass. Be like, I don't care where you put me on. Like, you can put me on third and no one's going to fucking follow me. So I don't really don't give a shit because I know what we're going to do. And, like, because of that... They won the fucking vote, and they're the main event like they should have been. God damn it. Yeah. The flip side of that that I've also seen or read is that, um, like, he campaigned to get the vote back because he was like, yeah, go ahead uh, and and say that I shouldn't be in the main event of this. Watch. bring, let, well, Please. Please. <laughs> Either way is fucking badass. God, he's the best. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other, others, I had two. Yeah, go ahead, Rich. Yeah, the others that I had on there were, um, I mean, fucking, you can't, you can't say he didn't make a case. Matt Hardy, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Owens, he he gets he gets less consideration because of TNA, but still, that company <laughs> that company would be gone if not for Matt Hardy. I yeah. really believe yeah. that. Yeah, oh, right. for sure. Um, uh, Kevin Owens, and uh, for the sheer. Um, history made and stuff like that. I think uh, uh, you can make a case for for sexy star as far as just being in the pool. Yeah, sure. I forgot the pool. I forgot. Sure. I forgot to mention her for overrated. Sorry. Um, <laughs> this last minute, I forgot. Um, you saw the the PJ Black John Morrison Twitter stuff, right? No. Oh yeah, I did. That P- PJ Black sent a tweet out like maybe like two days ago, like or like or like immediately after this week's Lucha Underground. I was like. Uh, Morrison can confirm this 100% shoot, but Sexy Star is the worst wrestler you will ever work with. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God. Uh, one other one I would throw in there as a tag team, uh, the fucking Young Bucks are literally everywhere. Yeah. Um, they're single-handedly saving March of Madness this year because they're taking up two spots when they, like all the titles they have would have been like eight. Um, <laughs> so I thank them for that. <laughs> Uh, but they have proven when everyone's getting gobbled and signed up, you can make a good ass living doing this without WWE and yeah. be happy doing it and be be fucking you know whatever great people have about them be transcendent right now in the wrestling business and that they have a new shirt every single day. I was gonna they say that. They, they are the only wrestlers on the fucking planet that have good merch. They have like. 
a GeoCities website of their faces as tights, and it works. <laughs> like, they can super kick a drone, and it'd be popular. It's <laughs> well, actually, I think anybody could do that, and it'd be all right. Um, <laughs> it's they had a five star match, the first five star match in uh, on American soil since 2011, right? Uh, yeah, they they can die happy now. That's all. That's really. I thought they were going to retire immediately after that. They're like, well, we're good. We are good. Uh, who lost the year? Up, uh, someone that was in that match, Matt Seidel, who can no longer go to Japan because oh, yeah. of his oh. crippling cannabis addiction. Oh, buddy! Have you told Toby about that? Toby, have you told RJ about that yet? That he was found, or that he can't go back? Uh, just tell him the whole thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm still mad about the AJ Styles thing. Because every single time we watch SmackDown, he says how much he hates him. But Lex Nakamura, don't think he's seen either of them wrestle a full match. See, I can don't totally you get someone saying that. Like an asshole on purpose? <laughs> I think asshole? This one is actually real. Yeah, I, it's just I, like, yeah, you're just being an asshole to be an asshole. Like, willfully a I can, Yeah, and I can see the Nakamura thing because I... You know, admittedly, like, Reese Nakamura, like, he's limited, it's mostly strikes, you know, like, people might not get it, but AJ, there's no fucking excuse. He should be, like, everything RJ's. RJ fucking got in the wrestling because Rey Mysterio was flying around doing stupid shit. That's AJ Styles, but with story and character. Yeah, and already, more. That's already too much for a lot of fans. <laughs> I know. Specifically RJ. <laughs> So, alrighty, we have gone through all the swaggies uh, thoroughly. Um, so it's it's at the time. I mean, it's gone on so long that I have a baby in my arms now. Not even Jillian, a new one. Um, uh, every year at this time, we make our crazy or serious or both predictions for the following year. I'm gonna quickly recap last year's. Uh, last year, Augie predicted. Uh, Augie hit it right on the head. He'll be watching wrestling in 2016. So, you know, he <laughs> did it. Good job, Augie. Uh, Tope also got his. What? John Cena will not win a world title next year. Hell yeah. Uh, so you were good there. Uh, when you didn't have one? Were you not on the show last year? Not the second part. I was on the first uh, one when, right. when Rich was at the House of Blues, but not the second okay. one. Well, you nailed it. With Triple H won the Royal Rumble. And uh, <laughs> mine... Uh, I'm going to say that both of mine were technically correct. Eric Rowan will not be in the WWE. He's not in it right now. And uh, there will be a regular wrestling television program that gets over a million viewers and challenges WWE, SmackDown Live. Um, (laughs) And uh, Rich, the only one that swung and missed, uh, there will be an NXT TakeOver event in Nigeria. Just missed that one, Rich. (laughs) We did not get to see the Great Power Udi versus Ty Dillinger, and Ty Dillinger loses after getting His kicked arms. in the balls. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's uh, let's do it up. Widen, what's your crazy prediction? You didn't get one from last year, so make sure you get one for 2017. Okay. I've actually got two. I've got a crazy and I've got a serious. Uh, my crazy prediction is that... Uh, Dixie Carter is going to lead TNA to do an invasion-style angle with WWE. Uh, and then my serious one is, in the year 2017, by the time it is over, and I hate to say this, 
Cody Rhodes will be back in the WWE. Mm. All right. He's just going to run out of shit to do. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. I, yeah, no. Fuck, I, didn't, I have to flip my list over. Uh, <laughs> tope. Uh, congratulations to three-time Universal Champion by the end of the year, Finn Balor. He will win it when he gets back next year and then lose it and then win it at least one more time. Wow. Okay. Like that one. Rich. Um, the year 2017, uh, uh, we will see, this is like a half serious one. Uh, we will see a celebrity hold a major title. Um, Oh God. WWE demon. Um, in, in my fully serious one, uh, you will see the, um, uh, feature, Playable character in WWE 2K18 be Kurt Angle, which will lead to his return. Okay, I like that, Spencer. All right, uh, serious one. Uh, Shinsuke will be in the main title picture uh, on either Raw or SmackDown. Okay, and crazy one. The WWE will work out some sort of deal with New Japan and ROH where they can do bullet club stuff like actual bullet club stuff and we see some sort of bullet club shenanigans proper ones on wwe nice all right my crazy prediction is that they're not crazy but like crazier than what my regular one will be my crazy prediction is that there will be tna tna content will flat out be on the wwe network this time next year I'm not risking anything of my butthole on it, but <laughs> WWE will have TNA content straight up on the network. Uh, my actual one will be that we will have, I hate basing this off of like ratings or whatever, but we will have more five-star matches in North America this year than any year ever, specifically in WWE. We are going to have a banner year for in-ring action next year. With everything going on, including the first one in NXT. Don't know who, but it's mm. going to happen. I love it. It's going to happen. Uh, yeah. And with that, uh, uh, can I make we're a, start another crazy prediction? Yeah, go ahead. We will see someone flat out shit through their tights in the ring. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll go one better. Uh, in honor of AJ Styles, we're going to see a full on butthole. <laughs> We're gonna see a butthole in the ring. We might even just have a wrestling butthole, like a character. Like, uh, <laughs> hey, great. it's gonna be 2017 buttholes. Figured <laughs> <laughs> it out. Oh, perfect. The champ is here. The champ is here. The champ is here. Uh, and to say goodbye to 2016, of course, I have to use my final power. And uh, I know we're running long, but with the holidays in mind, it would be it would be absolutely silly if we did not have um, some of our friends from the neighborhood, as RJ Hates Rap would say, um, bring us into the holiday mood. So, Rich, if you could do me a favor, I just sent you a link there. 
if you can give us a pod swoggle telling of Twas the Night Before Christmas with every one of our friends that you have been privy to in our history on the podcast, um, you know, I, I have a little list if, you, if you'd like me to send it to you, you know. Uh, I want to make sure we hear from all of them, even if they're retired. It's it's been a fun year. Yeah. Let, let's hear from all of them. How about um, how about this? Uh, as as I I read, um, shoot a name uh, to me, and I'll I'll get them on. Twas the night before Christmas by Clement C. Moore. Twas the night before Christmas when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were all nestled, all snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap have just settled our brains for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Away to my window. I flew like a flash. I did. I flew. <laughs> I the shutter. Threw up the, sla- the sash. Um, the, the moon on the breast of the uh, new fallen snow. Uh, <laughs> it, gave, uh, it gave luster to that midday. That mid-card midday to objects below. Bubba. And what to my wandering Zebedee eyes should appear. But a midget sleigh. And eight midget reindeer. <laughs> With a, a little old driver so lively and quick, I thought, hey, is that Robert Gibson? No, it must be St. Nick. <laughs> More rapid than eagles, his courses they came. He whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasha, now Dancer, <laughs> now Prancer, and Vixen on Comet. On Cupid, on Donna, and Blitzen. Now to the top of the porch, to the top of the wall, dash away, dash away. And I told him a million times, dash away all. As dry leaves that before the wild hurricane, stand back, I created that character, the hurricane, fly. When they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. Like the king of the mountain match. So up to the housetop, the courses, they flew with the sleigh full of toys on a pole and St. Nicholas too. (laughs) And then in a twinkling, I heard on the roof, I heard them and they were prancing and they were pawing up each little hoof. I drew my head and was turned around. With down the chimney, St. Nicholas came with a bound, bumped the flatback bump, never seen anything as good in my life. <laughs> he was dressed all in fur, and yeah, real good gear from his head to his foot. And his clothes were all tarnished with asses, ashes and soot. He put asses in the soots of those seats. <laughs> a bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. It was really just Jake the That's... Snake Roberts. His eyes. Had a twinkle. His dimples. <laughs> merry. His cheeks were like roses. My nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow. And the beard of his chin 
was as white as the snow. <laughs> the stump of a pipe he held in his teeth. And the smoke it encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a round little belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, right jolly old elf. And I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. With a wink of his eye and a twist of his head. This guy's a tough guy, I have nothing to dread. <laughs> he spoke not a word, but went straight to his work. And filled all the stockings bub, then turned with a jerk. I laced up my boots, he lays a finger aside of his nose. And gave a nod, <laughs> up the chimney he rose. And he sprang to his sleigh, like Mario jumps. Uh, his team uh, gave a, a whistle. Uh, it sounded a lot like the sound that Sonic makes when you, you uh, get him real riled up. Um, and you know, uh, away they all flew like the down of a thistle, uh, or like you know, like tails flies. Um, again, another Sonic game. Um, and then I heard him exclaim uh, as he drove out of sight, and he really yelled. And this is what he sounded like when he yelled: uh, "Happy Christmas to all!" And to all of the night. Game over. <laughs> Thank you, Rich, and Merry Christmas, everybody. Tope, did I do all right? Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, everyone. Your butthole is safe. I will Yay. not, but I will give Rich. You can have my last power to use whenever you want on mullet. Oh what? <laughs> so good. All right, thank you very much. This has been this episode of Potswallow Wrestling Podcast Entertainment. We encourage you as always to check us out. Oh, no, he can use the next episode if he wants. I never, I didn't put a timetable on it. Oh, man, that's right. Tom <laughs> is on my side. Yes, it is. <laughs> so if he wins the tournament, he's going to have five powers. Oh, what are we doing to this fucking egomaniac? <laughs> <laughs> uh ArcadeAudio.net for this podcast and all of our other shows. Uh, they're all killing it right now. Everyone's doing a great job. Um, you're doing a great job, Scott. Um, I'm so tired and loopy and this baby slouching on my fucking chest. Um, Podswoggle on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. Send us a review. Five stars helps us out so very much. Get your podcast automatically every single Friday. Uh, all social media on uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch. Don't forget, December 28th, 8.30 Eastern, Potswoggle Title Tournament, TLC theme. Join us there, um, potswoggle.gmail.com. And don't forget, at Potswoggle on Twitter, hit us up with what your Swaggy Award nominations will be. We'll read them on next week's show. And that's going to do it for us in the year 2016. You won't uh, hear us again until next week when we get back together and talk the news that we missed. And, uh, yeah, have a gay old time, as they say in the Flintstones theme song. Witten, final thoughts for this uh, year? I just want to tell everybody, whatever you celebrate, happy holidays, happy, happy new year, and hopefully in the year 2017, uh, the Arcade Audio family is going to be getting a little bigger. But you're going to have to wait till next year, like good boys and girls. Also, uh, some of the four in twenty fucking seventeen. We're going to WrestleMania, guys. We haven't talked about it since. But, yes. Uh, tickets are bought uh, for multiple things. We'll, we'll talk about it more as we our plans are more uh, solid uh, in twenty seventeen. The first show, 
But we all have our tickets for WrestleMania, and it's going to be fucking dope. Uh, Augie, final thoughts. Yeah, um, I just want to say for everyone's, uh, everyone have a safe uh, New Year's. New Year's is the most dangerous time to be driving around, so if you're driving drunk, make sure you don't get pulled over. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, now say something uh, outrageous, he would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stop shooting, Spencer. Jesus. Did he just did he just text you that? Like what the hell? <laughs> Spencer, final thoughts. Um, if you want to hear me talk more, you can go to arcadeaudio.net and check out Dilettante Ball uh, or the supposedly daily blog I I write <laughs> called Raw Blogging. Mm-hmm. Before yeah, I, I was going to if i was pot champion gonna make sure that one of my powers is used on you to say if one of those is late you have to pay penance every single time on the podcast <laughs> i am yeah, not I'm very a, happy with you. i'm in a bad habit of not doing it daily that's that's on me <clears throat> all right i get it I, I this is coming from the guy that stopped the pay-per-view diaries in 1989 so i get it <laughs> uh rich final thoughts i mean would i trade in a great year of wrestling of 2016 for just an okay year of everything else for 2016? Yes, in a heartbeat, I would. <laughs> um, yeah. So, here's to some less better wrestling in 2017 <laughs> and a much better year for everything else <laughs> in 2017. Yo, I have a beautiful baby girl. Cleveland is a professional sports championship. I'm good. I don't give a fuck. Bring on a nine-star match. I don't even know what that is. That's that's John Cena doing a 1080 on fire. <laughs> Tope, final thoughts. Take us home for 2016. Uh, apologies to Kathy Kelly, and fuck this goddamn year is over. <laughs> Thank <laughs> God. That's it. <laughs> As long as uh, Baron Corbin's in the main event of WrestleMania coming up, I'm good. That's all I want. <laughs> I'm so fucking loopy right now. Oh, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty tired, boss. I'm pretty tired. I don't know why I've started talking to you like you're under the giant. <laughs> uh, I'm so, I'm so, I have to be up the rest of the evening anyway, so whatever. Uh, for Tope, for Augie, for Spencer, for Widden, for Rich... This is Mullet and Julian signing out for Podswoggle Wrestling Podcast Entertainment. We are swogging off. Hey, yo, Maxwell Hardy, we challenge you. You got the experience advantage. Whatever. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.